0: Hello Trash Crusaders, welcome to the inaugural episode of Save Trash Cinema, the podcast where terrible and incredible are one and the same. On today's episode, we are tackling the best worst movie, literally, there's an entire documentary about this, Troll 2. But before we get into that, let me introduce you to my wonderful co-host, Patrick Schweigert. Patrick, how are you today?
1: Cayman, I'm well,
0: how are you? You know, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And thank you for coming along with the ride for us. Hey, uh, it's for the those least who don't I can do. <laughs> for those who don't know or just joining us for Just Save Trash Cinema, Patrick and I have another podcast. that is the Spotlight Games podcast that we do together. We will talk a little bit more about that later in the episode. But I don't want to take any more time before I introduce our special guest on today's episode, Cody Lang. How are you, Cody? I'm
2: great. I'm shaking from having an energy drink.
1: Yay. <laughs> fantastic. fantastic. What brand that's energy a, drink?
2: Yeah. What's are, up? What brand energy drink? Who are we sponsoring? Dang, for? Which I've been uh, I've so, been seduced into drinking now, which is Ooh. the only thing that keeps me awake without, you know, wanting to kill myself. So it's How good. about oh, that? That's good. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> a fantastic, fantastic way to go. Well, yeah. Cody, I'm, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm very excited to have you on. Uh, yeah. Before we go any further... I want to do a little quick housekeeping. Uh, We'd love it if you could rate and review the podcast. It's going to be on the podcast app of your choice, Spotify, Apple Play, uh, Stitcher whichever you use our podcast is going to be there just give us a, a rating five star rating would be perfect um, don't forget you can also be on the show by emailing us your thoughts and questions to save at gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter at save trash cinema or on Instagram at save trash cinema as well um, but, so as we get started let us present the show a troll to Is directed by Italian director Claudio Fregasso, acclaimed director of absolutely absolutely nothing you've ever heard of. And the film is co-written by himself, as well as his wife, Rosella Drudi. Uh, The film was released in 1990 and maintained a Rotten Tomato score of 0% uh, for nearly three decades. However, as of a couple of years ago, it did climb up to a shockingly high rating of 5%. Do you think someone had to put like a hundred percent on there to balance out all the zeros to get it, it to have to be right? Like, you would assume so. I would think so. It was one yeah. of you, but... <laughs> yeah. So, the, <laughs> film lived on, the, the film lived on uh, for years until being uncovered by a bunch of trash crusaders where it found new life in underground film circuits. Uh, in 2009, uh, Michael Paul Stevenson, who plays the actor of Joshua, who we will discuss in length. Here in just a little bit, I made a documentary about the film called Best Worst Movie, where he documents the film, its lasting effects and how it survived as a cult classic throughout the years. Uh, but before we go actually into the plot itself, I do want to take a little bit of time and ask both of you uh, your initial thoughts going into Troll 2. So, Patrick, why don't you start us off and tell us a little about Troll 2 for yourself? So
1: I, uh, I watched this again last night for the probably third time in my life. I remember we watched it when we were in high school yeah uh, once and then i think we also watched the the documentary back then too and then i watched it once maybe like in college with some friends um and i tell you what i really forgot just how much of a trash pile this movie is Holy like shit. watching it last night I, like I've, I've told people about this movie i've talked about how like crazy and stupid and wild it is and i just it's still it always exceeds those expectations every time i watch it it is baffling on so many levels the acting is simultaneously the worst and best acting i've ever seen in my entire life and the the dialogue is just uh, what can you say
0: as to how bad this dialogue is but overall i I think what you could say i'm gonna give you an analogy i think the dialogue in this film is the same as the contents inside of a colostomy bag
1: okay i don't disagree (laughs) <laughs> I don't disagree. I I was texting you last night. Came in and I said I, it was about halfway through the film, and I came to the to the to the conclusion that this movie is what happens if you get like a group of six year olds that have come up with a story, a film budget and a film crew and like the local community theater troupe to make a movie. I don't think that's the the story that happened here, but that's what it seems like happened here because mm-hmm. the movie makes no sense, and it's. But it's hey, it's a great time. I always have a great Oh time no, watching. it's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cody, how about these, yourself?
2: Well, well, there's these wonderful moments where they're trying so so hard to be clever. Like the like the sister who um, is just trying her best to um, have her little monologue in the mirror too. And you, th- you think she's like given like pure art and it's just ass. <laughs> oh boy, and She's trying her best and she knows she's like selling it. Um, but, but with the film, I think I watched it when I was younger. Cause when I was younger, I used to like the, the movies that you really love, like trash cinema, that was stuff mm-hmm. where I was like, this is art when I'm like six. So um, I saw the first troll because I had to go in order. And sure. then I saw the second one and was like, These have nothing to do with each other. Um, And I think I just like blocked it out. And years later, I was like in college and someone reminded me of it again. And I, of course, I've seen it a lot since then. But in my 20s, it was a very like drunken, drug-fueled, like blur. So I don't remember a lot of my experiences with it, but I had many. And then I just rewatched it this morning. And uh, (laughs) um, I realized that I remember the whole thing. Um, but it's also still baffling to. <laughs> I just I don't understand how it was made. I love that the um, the co-writer, his wife, did it as a, which I'm sure this will be brought up later, as like a "fuck you" to her her um, vegetarian friends, mm. which I thought was uh, wow, brilliant. Indeed, yeah, <laughs> that that, that, <laughs> that definitely so will come weird. up later. But yes, yeah, that, <laughs> that indeed happened. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but it's still
1: magic after all these years. <laughs> so is the metaphor that her vegetarian friends are trolls or goblins?
2: Is that what she's trying to say here? <laughs> just, I guess. I, That's I don't know. Easy, I, I, I didn't know that. Uh, because it just seems really mean to her friends. But I'm like, sure. all right. <laughs>
0: yeah. oh, oh, 100%. Yeah. No, believe me. We will dig into that. And I have a lot of questions. Uh, but thank you guys totally. so much for, for sharing your initial thoughts. Uh, I can't disagree with a single one of them. <laughs> this movie is enigmatic in a way. It is a a, a burrito, one might say, of mm. absolute dog shit, horse shit, and bullshit wrapped up into one beautiful Chipotle package, which might or may not give you E. coli. Yeah. So, this episode is brought two guys. To you by Chipotle. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Films That Give You E. coli. <laughs> well, with uh, those initial thoughts out of the way, let's go ahead and dive right in troll to everybody
1: you're late I'm sorry we had a small mishap
0: here are the keys um here are I
1: have a nice stay at Mill Park. And, and in Milmar you and our city.
2: Still telling the same story, Josh? The
1: powers of evil are very strong here. I must leave.
0: <coughs> Govils don't exist. Govils don't exist. And remember...
2: I can
0: Movie begins with the grandpa reading to his shithead grandson about goblins. The story he's reading is irrelevant outside of the fact that it establishes that goblins exist. They can take form of sexy women with fake freckles. Okay, stop. People, we have to talk about the <laughs> freckles. Like, <laughs> oh this my woman. god! Thank
1: you. I wanted. First of all, there, there are, actually, there are several things we need to talk about in this scene. First of all, this man is named Peter in the story that he's telling, and he's wearing he's like this name. weird, like Lederhosen outfit. With like a like a weird Tiger. Peter Pan type hat. Like yeah. very strange. And then this woman comes in with like brown
2: Crayola marker on her face. As yeah. if as if it looks like freckles. Yeah, I think they made it to the woods and then decided, like, oh, we should add freckles. So someone like <laughs> wiped their ass with their hand and like shadunk right in their face. Right. And oh, we're like, Oh, who
1: we forgot the the makeup kit. Well, I have a marker, I guess. <laughs> the the
0: freckles I've noticed in recent years, and maybe it's just because I spend too much time on Twitter, but a lot of these like uh, quote unquote e girls, right? They put fake freckles on. As someone who has actual freckles, mm. this was like a point of contention growing up for me, where I was like, I hate this. Like sure. no one likes people with freckles. And then now all of a sudden it's like, it, let's add freckles to ourselves. But I I am remiss to say this also happened in 1990. So this shit's like 30, they were 30 years ahead of time by adding fake freckles using presumably, I think when people use like <laughs> mascara to do that. I don't know. Um, was it 1990?
2: The... Freckles, is... freckles, were they for like sex appeal? Because she's supposed to be like, like seducing and stuff. And I'm like, is this like an Italian thing? I didn't really know what was going on.
1: I mean, you know, because freckles huh. to me, especially the way that they did the freckles in the movie, freckles to me are like youthful they're like oh i'm i i'm like i'm a kid so then they're like mm. then we get into really uncomfortable territory of like is is that what they find sexy but uh i also wonder you, you so you, we've established this movie was made in 1990 if this movie was made today in the year 2022 how mm. much gopro footage from the
0: perspective of the troll of the goblins do you think we would have had <laughs> okay so you say that right but we have instances before specifically with the evil dead from the eighties where they use like the, the first person footage. Sure. uh, Like weave through the forest. So they, they could have done it if they weren't technically terrible, Mm. but I'm talking high def, 1080 GoPro footage came in. I'm talking extreme sports, GoPro footage. I mean, extreme sports. i look if what I always say is I love for films that are terrible like this to have a renaissance one might say, Mm. and actually have a director who knows what they're doing actually like direct the film. So one would assume that a director who knows what they're doing still would avoid using any sort of GoPro footage whatsoever, because that's just ass. And I don't think there's any way around it. Sure. So the whole premise of this scenario, right. Where Grandpa is talking to his shithead grandson, he's talking about these goblins and he's really hammering home the fact goblins exist. Mm-hmm. the The key takeaway from this whole scenario: Grandpa Seth is actually dead. He, I, I forgot. Is this is, is he a last ghost? Night. Oh yeah. There's a know. lot of questions I have about this, but he is indeed dead as fuck. Um, I mean, it's it's
1: interesting because they say he's dead, but he does a lot in this film. To
0: signify that maybe he's not dead. Is it magical hmm. realism? Is- Next, we're introduced to the sister in a really perverted gym routine. This is followed by the official introduction to the parents and that they are going to make a trip to Nilbog for a month. After a brief discussion over the dead grandpa, the sister's boyfriend and his dillweed friends sneak into her bedroom for a little tea and a. Basically, the sister gives the guy shit over having friends proclaim she doesn't like group sex and then convinces her beau to come on the family exchange with them. Then the parents leave him because, of course, they fucking should. Right. (laughs) Unfortunately, all is not all lost because Chad picks up his bros. Presumably, his name's Chad at this point. I honestly, while taking (laughs) notes, couldn't really care. Um, He picks up his bros in his RV. He heads off towards Nilbog after them. Joshua has a dream sequence in the car. Where he gets sick and turns into a tree oozing green slime, while his family become trolls. I mean, God, no, no, sorry, sorry, goblins. They become goblins yeah. because there's no, no right. trolls. And trolls. Can, yeah, can we can we address the elephant in the room? That which one? <laughs> well, sure. There
1: are several <laughs> elephants in this room. We're in a yeah. circus, but it it actually when Grandpa Seth first says that they're goblins, first mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, okay, so they're goblins. I wonder if there's going to be trolls, and then it gets to the to the point where. We're never going to hear the word "troll" once in this film, are we?
0: No, we never and do.
1: We certainly don't. No. Um, but th- there's a lot to talk. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to talk about in this weirdly hypersexualized workout routine in the in the bedroom of the of the daughter. Because also the weirdest thing about it. So we're getting close-ups of various parts of her that we probably shouldn't be getting close-ups on, and then the mother comes in and just like looks at her shakes her head <laughs> closes the door and then done it's like it, really that served no purpose except to just show the daughter working out and sweating <laughs> you live in
2: the same house <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> well I, I think this is like a prime time to stop for a second and mention during her during the daughter's explosion uh towards her boyfriend she utters the phrase and let me pull this up because i want to make sure that this is verbatim when i say this she says, "Quote unquote, I will cut off your little nuts and eat them."
1: Why don't we? Why do we hear
0: the? Why don't we hear it? Let's, let's hear
1: it. We'll give the audience a little play of it. Let's see if I got this queued up right. Come on. You cut off your little nuts and eat them. <laughs> there we them. go. Cut off your little nuts and eat them.
2: Like right why? after she kicked in the balls or something too or she's just like Release oh yeah your instincts in the bathroom which
0: is
1: <laughs> yeah okay well because also right before this scene Joshua little Joshua is in the room next door and Elliot comes to his window oh yeah and, and like has his face on the window Elliot has his face on the window and Joshua sees him and thinks he's a goblin when he's like so obviously a human being like that's this my honestly my biggest issue with this movie is that so often they tell us one thing and they show us something completely different. And th- but they think because I told you, you're going to believe it. But it's like, no, it's so obvious that this kid is, is a human and not a goblin. But they want us to think that Joshua thinks he saw a goblin. It just doesn't I make guess, sense. But he I, also doesn't
2: I, even know what they look like yet either. Yeah. Because- Great point. Hearing them Great from rain. the dead grandpa, Grandpa Seth, which I hate that name by the way, for an old man. <laughs> so, uh, still... terrible name. That irritates me more than anything, but go on.
0: So, yeah, so <laughs> so basically at this point, uh, we get past the whole eating someone's nuts. Uh, we we get in the car, the family's left, the boyfriend and, and his friends, because obviously his friends are gonna come along with them. Um, they leave them behind. They take off in their their uh, station wagon, uh, and they take off towards Nobog. So Joshua has this dream, right, where he becomes sick. He turns into a tree. He's using green slime, and then his family becomes trolls. So at, at that point, we establish now we know what what trolls goblins. look like. They oh, goblins. Oh, God, I just you just would assume because the movie is called Troll Two that it, they would be fucking trolls, but alas they are not so <laughs> after after he's done he wakes up from his dream he has a moment where his mom asks him she says joshua your sister's upset will you please sing me the song i love so much <laughs> it sounds something like this <laughs> Please,
2: joshua start singing come on sing that song i like
0: He's such a little shithead.
2: I just don't make anyone
0: feel better. <laughs> it reminds me. It reminds me. The nineties were a different time. <laughs> it reminds me of the scene in Step Brothers where the family does the acapella song, like when they're driving in the car. It's like Adam Scott and I forgot the other actress's name, but like in the car, and he's like. He's like, you're here, but I need you up here. And he's like doing <laughs> like, that's exactly like this. They're doing But the thing is they do like a layered acapella as well. It's really, like, they, you know, yeah, they do the round. It's yeah. so fucking
2: bad. Well, but, also, why does the mom look like she's been lobotomized and is having like her lines fed to her through satellite in her head? Like the it re- movie, Like the size terrifying. of her eyes, the whole movie, like it, mm.
1: her eyes are just so big and she just delivers every line kind of like this. And, and I'm like
2: why does she scream for Joshua when he's literally in the seat right behind her? Joshua like screams it <laughs> as if she's it's, in a different studio.
0: If, if I remember correctly from the documentary about the film, actually, they address the fact that she has like a ton of mental health issues, oh, which is, yeah. it's oh, no I sad, obviously, that. but it's also extremely interesting to know. And we'll get to this point later in the film. Yeah. There is another character. Who Uh, was literally in a in in a mental asylum throughout filming was like going in and out. So the fact that they were able to pick up two people that were having like severe mental health issues at the time, uh, is like there's more than a coincidence there. Like, I think the director was looking for that. So (laughs) Joshua ends up ends up convincing the family to pull over because he sees on the side of the road, he sees grandpa Seth. And he says, please pull the car over. So they swing it over the side of the road. Get out of the car. He, Joshua runs over. He sees Grandpa Seth. And he asks, he talks to, to Grandpa Seth. And, and there's just this massive info dump, this huge, huge exposition dump where Grandpa Seth explains to him pretty much like, you need to get your family out of here. No is a terrible place. I won't tell you anything more, but don't go there. And then we find out, Grandpa Seth was actually just a homeless dude on the side of the road. And like, and the way that the family reacts
1: to that information, like they, they back it up, they back the car up on the side of the highway. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: they're what, let's say Joshua was what, eight years old, seven, something like that, is just talking to this obviously homeless man who's trying to catch a ride. And they're just all in the car, just like looking at him like, come on, Joshua, aren't you going to get in? And instead of like, like, look, this was the nineties. This was nineteen ninety. But like even in the 90s, our parents were like, don't talk to strangers. Mm -hmm. So like it was not okay for this kid to be talking to this strange man, regardless of if he's homeless or not. But anyway, little little trivia fact for us all. The film was originally titled Goblins, but distributors in the US felt the film would not succeed on its own as a standalone project. So they insisted it be named Troll 2, despite not having anything at all to do with the first movie, to which I say,
0: why not just name it Goblins 2?
1: you know do what we, i mean like
0: do like we it's do obviously we know if, is there got just a film called goblins that well they no but
1: obviously it? it's this isn't connected at all to troll one so like it, it mm-hmm. being called troll two is just for it
2: to be a sequel and sequel sell right it's, li- yeah, it's literally just to attach itself to an entity that already existed yeah. but did it even have a fan base worth doing right. that or so, like,
1: so like yeah. might as well just call it, if if the two is what you're looking for just call it goblins two or grandpa seth two like we don't need to call <laughs> it troll to when there's not a single troll in this movie
0: it's it's so wild to me because I don't think I've actually made it through the entirety of the original troll so they were like troll is successful enough even though no one fucking remembers troll to be like let's make a sequel based off that but you know I guess in there look at some point it makes sense right like some movie producer out there is like this works it doesn't (laughs) <laughs> it obviously, fuck it doesn't. But you know, here we are.
1: Also, so, what but... kind of a
0: family goes to a place called Nilbog?
1: Right? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, like there, just the word itself. I wouldn't have like if if this movie didn't exist. I don't know that I would immediately catch on that Nilbog is Goblin backwards. But like,
2: but all the places just, to take your family, like go plans? to
1: Cincinnati, right? Yeah, <laughs> go to Cleveland, go to
0: Kentucky. Don't go to Nilbog. You I know, fun the, fact: the I film was <laughs> So the film was actually shot in Utah, and I have to yeah. say that this is not the worst thing to ever come out of Utah. Well, sure. So you know, at least <laughs> got to, says that. Go for it. So so finally, they arrive at the titular Nilbog, only to find out it's it's empty. But that's okay because farmers go to bed at one p.m. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm awaiting them at their exchange house is a creepy family with clover-shaped warts on their bodies which fuck on the way out the sun from the other family yeah, also so i don't like, think is
1: well it's i don't also i don't think that's ever really addressed like no there are some pieces that kind of like w- would explain why there were clover-shaped scar looking things but like they don't ever really address it head on, but there there are so, there are at least a
2: dozen shots where they like zoom in on this person's clover looking wart thing, which you would assume <laughs> would be like a leprechaun thing, but yeah, it's not. It, they they're, don't
0: ever. It's just which, like oh, that's just a thing that ha- happens here at No <laughs> okay. Wouldn't wouldn't you think a leprechaun would be closer to a troll than a goblin? I mean, yeah,
2: I don't know this, this maybe. Stage is-
0: what these things are. What what what, is the hierarchy uh, of these grotesque Irish creatures? Yeah. (laughs) Presumably, (laughs) presumably goblins are Irish. (laughs) Uh, So as they're, as they're, uh, they're, they're the family that they've exchanged houses with, which I, I don't even, I don't even want to understand how a family house exchange works and what is accomplished in that. But either way, as the the other family's leaving, the son from the other family, he throws a ball out uh, that Joshua receives, and it has written in green ooze on it. It says, eat before we eat you. And you know what? Everyone's totally fucking cool with it. Like, literally no one addresses this shit at all.
1: This isn't the only time that a message is given in this film via ooze on a baseball. On a baseball. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> specifically on a baseball. So for some reason, the goblins think that that is the best way to relay information, I guess, is by writing with ooze on a well, baseball.
2: The director is Italian, right? Maybe he just wanted to make it you know, so everyone knows that it's an American, an American yeah. film. Correct. So. This is, this
1: must be
0: how <laughs> Americans communicate. Yeah, baseball very, very, right. <laughs> so. So the, the family before them uh, at their house, they lay out a spread of green food. Which...
2: Another thing not addressed.
0: All I don't. And like,
2: good.
1: <laughs> and like who, what? If I go to someone else's house, I'm, I'm doing this weird house exchange that doesn't really exist. And they just have a giant table set for me. Even if the food looks normal, I might be a little suspect of this food that they've made for me. Like maybe there's something in it I can't eat, or maybe I'm allergic to something. Like I might want to just be in charge of my own food. But then on top of that, the the way that it looks like it's just it's just another red flag as to why the, everything that happens to this family is a completely deserved. because yeah, they because they chose to eat this food.
2: After even yeah. just like meeting the family in general, I would have been like, we have to
0: leave. Yeah, yeah we, <laughs> these <right>. people <laughs> fucking suck.
1: They don't give <laughs> them a decor. Here. They like, there's no warmth. Like, there's no warmth. <laughs> they don't show them a single thing in the town or the house. Like, there's just
0: so many red flags here. <laughs> so they, the family sits down at the table and this is like easily one of the greatest scenes in the whole film. The family sits down at the table. Grandpa Seth freezes time and he tells Joshua, you cannot let them eat the food, which no one in their right mind would have eaten it in the first place outside of this particular family. But he freezes time and he tells his shithead grandson, you have to stop this. So he, what does he do? He unfurls well, his penis out first, of his pants. If I may, first, what he does, he
1: he's given, uh, I, I think it's like 30 seconds to do this. He says, you have 30 yeah. seconds, yeah. you have to get them to stop. He proceeds to slowly walk around them with no stakes for about two and a half minutes, yeah. <laughs> just Wait. looking at them like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> hmm. Like, but is this you know how talented the actors are for holding mm-hmm. still? You can right.
0: see the water in the yeah. dad's glass, uh-huh. like shaking, because yeah. he, he's got fucking Parkinson's or something, and, and, and he's, he's just over it. here just rattling.
2: <laughs> Which worries me. The actual actor, yes, so.
0: he is a oh, legitimate boy, dentist that. Yeah. Uh, so he, then, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. So, so he uh, he unfurls his penis out of his pants, and he, he straight up just literally pisses on the food. Which brings about the greatest quote in the entire. Well, what? Okay, let me just read it. one of the greatest quotes. You know what it means? Hospitality, and you can't
1: piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. You know and what? he takes his belt off, and then it's like it gets really uncomfortable for a second. <laughs>
2: so I don't feel hunger pains. will so have to do likewise. Okay, Joshua. You want to get rough with me? You want to show me that you don't like the choice of this house for our vacation by going on a hunger strike? Well, I'll accept the challenge. But just remember, when I was your age, I really did suffer from hunger. We'll see who gets through this. But just remember, I've got more practice than you. I'll see you tomorrow. Boom. <laughs> Close my mind. That, that was a line they chose where he's like clearly taking off his belt where you think he's going to beat the shit out of the kid. <laughs> and right, like, right. No. Oh, wait. <laughs> make it it gets i have hunger pain and then
0: right like what a what a weird gets so much worse though there's (laughs) some there it gets so much worse so we we get the we get the 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 perfect line of you can't piss on hospitality obviously josh is promptly therefore sent to bed um supposedly came in
1: (laughs) a little piece of trivia for us in the audience uh, th- this character this actor's name is george hardy apparently for his audition all he did was act out the now famous line you can't piss on hospitality in front of nine smoking italians none of whom understood english george was told that he got the role partially because the italians loved the energy he put into it michael paul stevenson who plays joshua um oh wait no i'm sorry he's the one that says the line george, oh, george hardy is the, the
0: character george george hardy no george hardy is the actor He he says that he You can't piss on hospitality. Michael. Oh, and then Michael Paul Stevenson is Joshua. He said (laughs) the infamous... Okay, got it, got it. I misunderstood.
1: He says that the now infamous piss on hospitality scene wasn't written that way. The script called for him to act possessed, jump on the chair, and start screaming, quote, on the day of the shooting, Claudio Forgrasa pulls me aside, looks at the script, and says, ah, possessed, that's bullshit, boring. You stand up, you piss on the table. And then he goes on to say, being 10 years old, I was thinking, what? But Claudio says... You don't worry. You jump on the table. You unzip zipper. We cut piss on table. And if that's not a, like a golden uh, like reason as to why one, maybe children need better supervision on a set. If someone, if this is the person that's in charge and they're the one running the show, it's not very good. I this.
0: I hope this kid got a lot of therapy because he probably. Needs oh, this kid needs a shit ton of therapy after this film. Yeah. So the the camera then cuts back to the RV where Trevor, fuck, once again, I can't remember I mean, his goddamn guy. name. Uh, him, him and his boys, they're chilling out. One of them walks. Oh, Elliot. How- the the Elliot the boyfriend. Elliot. Yeah. Elliot. There we go. You know what? Who uh, fuck Elliot. The whole film, just fuck this guy. So one, one of his boys, uh, Arnold, the, the character's name, is he walks into the woods to smoke a cigarette and sees a disheveled woman running through the woods. Obviously, the horn dog follows suit and promptly tackles her to the ground, demanding her name because this is 1990 and somehow, once again, this is okay. She spouts off about monsters and he makes a lewd comment about showing her he's human. They're attacked soon after by a horde of t- t- fucking, I was going to say trolls again, but nope, sorry. It's still goblins. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the nerd tries to lecture them and soon after gets a spear stabbed through his chest. Don't worry, he's not dead yet. He makes it to, the two of them make it to this horrifying church filled with plant life and cauldrons. Inside of the church, the pair are greeted by a 20 year old woman dressed as <laughs> to look as though she is 105. She babbles on about Stonehenge or some shit, and the kids find out soon enough that they are indeed fucked. The funny thing about Which this, and go ahead, Cody.
2: The, I was just wondering about like how the Stonehenge got to this church. Also, That's why it. does the woman look like Allison Brie with like crusty white shit in her hair? Right,
0: right. Well, well, no, also, so, she's, like taking like mascara to her teeth to be like, yeah, yeah. this is what yeah. old people's like, teeth look like, right?
2: I thought it was braces at first. And I was like,
0: me too. That's me too. It's a,
1: and Cody, I, you'll definitely uh, see where I'm going with this because we, Cody and I, for the audience, we know each other from theater long ago in high school. Her makeup set just is like, just screams community theater. Like I am a young actor being an old person. And how can we make me look old with lines across the forehead? Like the, the makeup for her especially is just so, so awful.
2: And it's not but, like they've done amazing jobs on literally anything else in the film, especially the troll. Right. Excuse me, the goblins with their there paper. You <laughs> uh, Thank you. So like, I guess. But you thought maybe they would have a little bit control over the 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 aging makeup. But I feel like they added that at last second too, along with the freckles. So
1: and like know. and like the other like with. So these people, they're they're being chased by these creatures in the woods There's green ooze coming out of one of them. And then they think going into this, like, abandoned looking church is a good idea. Like, I know, you you, like, psychology and choice in movies like this, you shouldn't really pick it apart. But, like, again, you got everything you asked for. What I
0: love, though, is that the church on the outside isn't abandoned. Like, it just looks like a southern Baptist church you would find. In like North Georgia, right? Sure. It doesn't look and then you go inside, and like it's definitely this is a set. This is not inside of an actual building. It is like they've just put in these like horribly fake stone pillars everywhere and just like fake trees. And they're like, Yeah, this is um, uh you've entered the twilight zone, (laughs) you've (laughs) gone through a portal, which was a southern Baptist church, and walked directly into fucking hell.
2: with shrubbery everywhere like a gay person's apartment in new york
0: city <laughs> <laughs> so much so much shrubbery so <laughs> inside of the church the uh, the blonde vomits up green ooze while the nerd arnold just stands around then the first death comes the blonde turns into a lettuce wrap and then a bunch of goblins devour her much to arnold the nerd's dismay and that leads us <sighs> into arguably the most famous line potentially of any trash film ever made sure uh Pat- patrick do you have a do you have us a, a a pull up for that because god knows if the audience has yet.
1: never heard why don't you, you
0: talk about the trivia in this scene and i'll pull it up okay so <laughs> The, the actors were only given parts of their script on a scene-by-scene scene basis. Uh, so rarely did they get any sort of context as to what was happening at any point in time. And so this scene in particular... Definitely portrays that issue to an absolute maximum because Arnold's response to seeing his this new lady that he's come across, uh, seeing her being eaten alive. You can tell he has no fucking idea that that scene's being shot later or whenever he has no fucking clue what's going on there. So he responds such as this.
1: We have a little bit of a lead in.
0: The exaggerated "oh my god" is is just and like the crescendo of it. it, it this is <laughs> oh like some god. shit that you would like. You would go to like your niece's, like your niece's theater shit at like her elementary school, and they're doing something, and then like a kid walks on stage, and he's like, and now. It's going to be a party! (laughs) And you're like, dude, this kid has no fucking idea what he's doing. That is Arnold, guys.
2: Another thing thing that I find... sorry,
1: Go ahead. Uh,
2: Just something I find interesting about the scene is that he's he's fed broth by this um, witch lady um, Mm -hmm. and he can't move. But the woman who was running around like a crazy person, like she was able to, what are the logistics of how this broth works where it paralyzes this one guy but then everybody else can like run off and do their shit and just sweat green shit
1: <laughs> hey i
2: know it's like it's it's kind of stupid to try to like break down the logistics of this because there are none
0: but, but uh that's the point that was- <laughs> yeah, but that's the point
2: He's like I can't move. <laughs> like why?
0: I can't I can't move at all. I, I don't know what's round. happening. Yeah. The question is is when you become paralyzed in real life do you lose the ability to have emotion as well? Mm. <laughs> I mean everything. I think <laughs> Just, I think in this situation uh, yes. <laughs> uh so so after after we have the infamous Arnold scene um uh, we are then cut directly to a very sexy dance party that the sister is having in her bedroom, which I, I didn't include in the dub. But I do want to say, come to find out trivia wise, this was entirely ad libbed hmm. that somehow tracks. she somehow the actress was able to convince this the director who spoke no English um, that, that, that she wanted to have like a, a, a solid 30 second dance party. Hey. so after she's doing her dance party she looks in the mirror she does this brief monologue about how she's going to tell off elliot and then grandpa seth shows up in her mirror and he's asking <laughs> yeah, yeah. for joshua um after a little sexy dad moment uh josh changes room with his sister and we find out that grandpa seth was just really fucking sucks at the whole life after death communication thing <laughs> and just was like he's just straight up says at What boy's like you know I'm still trying to figure out how this house works. You're right? Like, Fuck you, dude. You like,
2: suck
1: at this. You're in my like this
2: room. <laughs>
1: this I love. I just I love that in this in the story of this like the way that this ghost works is in order to get to the right place he has to understand the the layout of the home and he yeah. didn't realize that Joshua was in a certain room so he just showed up in the wrong room like the I just. I love the like the, the little things that they decided needed that
0: kind of detail when yeah. other things needed zero detail at all. Which is fantastic because the absolute next thing that happens in the film is he tells Joshua Wright, he tells him he doesn't understand how house layouts work and he can't communicate through the right mirror. But then he literally tells him, he's like, you have to leave Nilbog because it's actually the kingdom of the goblins. And... If you can't figure out how a house works, how the fuck do you understand that this is like a hell portal to <laughs> gob- goblin kingdom or or whatever?
1: They just they just wanted to inject a little levity into
2: the script. <laughs> so, so, that's I, so uh, I've traveled all throughout Neil Bog except for this house in the floor. Correct. correct. Yeah. This is the he one. Just, he keeps he yeah. keeps
0: hitting every single mirror, and he's just all like, the okay. All these if all these one all 26 residents of Nilbog are sitting there being like, who the fuck is Grandpa Seth? <laughs> um, so the, 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 the film then cuts. We go back to the RV of the boys. And again, shockingly, there isn't any food. So when the kids goes running to the local shop, the family wakes up to find all of the food is missing as well, outside of some spoiled goblin milk. The father and son descend into the town as well for supplies. Intro the sheriff who's arguably the worst character in the whole film well and his name is <laughs> sheriff gene
1: freak he introduces himself as sheriff gene Your freak Fre-
0: and if that's not the best name in the history of cinema i don't know what is it sounds like what you would like a carney would go by sure. but it wouldn't be his real name he would mm-hmm. just like I'm Gene Freak, the Carney. I right. have a really special power. I have a split tongue, and then he spits his tongue out, and it's just like two dangly bobs at the <laughs> end or some shit. So the, the the sheriff shows up. He picks up the the running boy who I legitimately don't think actually has a name in the film. Um, if if they do utter it at any point, it was completely lost to me. Mm. So we don't know sure. his name. I just affectionately refer to him as Headband Bro. Because yep. he wears a headband for mm-hmm. most of the film. So the the boy shows up, he gets to the general store. Um he finds that the general store is filled with nothing but warm milk. Uh fortunately like, though, in the car he eats a green sandwich which is <laughs> already starting to affect him and he starts oozing green sweat as well. I, there, I are, there are there are
1: several reasons why this kid deserves everything he got. He See,
2: I just I wanted <laughs> one person to just be like what is this? Right. <laughs> Anytime there was a green thing that was just right. like Right. So, I don't care how hungry I am, like what the fuck is this? A, a, sheriff,
1: a sheriff named Gene Freak gives me a sandwich that the inside is just like bright green. Mm. I eat it. That's <laughs> fla- like red flag one. I go to a the general store and the man says that we don't have any food here. All we have is milk and the milk is on the shelf and yeah. not refrigerated, not and refrigerated you at take all.
2: Take it and drink it. Oh, he does. He slurps. The second reason why you deserve everything you got. Like, yeah, I'd rather die than drink milk that's been just sitting on a shelf.
0: Unbelievable. Which, <laughs> and this this leads into this this whole general store leads into another incredible bit of trivia and also another fantastic line from the film um, in the the best worst movie documentary. Don Packard, who plays the shopkeeper. Uh, said that he was in and out of a mental hospital during filming when he watched it later he realized he wasn't acting in his scenes he was disturbed as his character Whew. guys I can't anymore <laughs> let's just let's get a little taste <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's coming out the look on his face is just sheer oh my terror. God.
2: There's no coffee here in Nobog, It's the devil's drink. Eggs. <laughs> Are you crazy, boy? We're vegetarians here in Nobog.
0: Didn't you know that? So I want to point out, in the background of the scene in the film, I don't know if either of you noticed, but there's actually a bottle of Gatorade. Oh yeah,
1: I see it right there. Oh shit! <laughs> There's a giant yellow
0: bottle of grater. During the whole thing, also, can we address the fact that that in front of him is he's like, Hah! like hacking up a like the the grossest mucus from his throat. There's just like a giant container of just green like substance. Kool Aid. Yeah. What the fuck? Like <laughs> it, it, once again. No one questions any of this. <laughs> apparently, Not the actor
2: was also um, like high on drugs in general. Like, apparently, hmm. he had smoked a bunch as well, from what I remember from the documentary. So, plus him being absolutely batshit insane, he was also on drugs.
0: Fantastic.
2: That's look. Like, if you're batshit like, insane, drugs more, are the best. He's more terrifying than the actual goblins. Like, if this were oh, yeah more recently i feel like they could have done a thing where he kind of plays all of the goblins like in a charlie mm-hmm. and the chocolate factory thing they tried to do with
0: like the mm-hmm. remake essentially what you're saying of- is he should be eddie murphy in every eddie murphy film post 2000 2000 probably uh, I don't know, when did nutty professor come out yeah Ooh, great question. <laughs> he's, he's nutty professor yes the, the movie the movie then cuts back to the church where we see arnold who at this point has turned into a, a human-tree hybrid. Can I just say? A, yes. This movie came out in a pre-Nutty Professor world.
1: This <laughs> Nutty Professor was 1996. They had no idea what the Nutty Professor was when
0: Troll happened. <laughs> I mean, technically, there was when... like the original 60s Nutty Professor, but oh, you, yeah, you, are you're right. you, you are right. You are right.
1: No, you're right. I forgot it's a remake. Never mind. So
0: well, I want to point out something. Part of the trivia is, and this was a question I had, was... So Arnold turns into this like tree hybrid thing, right? And we get to see him in his full glory. So apparently, according to the Trivia on IMDb, when Arnold slowly turns into a tree, Darren Ewing's shoes, who plays the character of Arnold, were screwed into the base of a tree pot, allowing him to remain stationary throughout the scene. He had to stand inside this pot for 14 hours covered in tree makeup. We call that abuse. There is a,
1: (laughs) there is a, (laughs) uh, oh, the word is escaping me. There's a a union to protect these kinds of things. Obviously the union was not involved.
0: Oh God, no. Look, this is an Italian feature film. I don't think there's, they know what unions are at this point. So we're, we're then greeted to the the father son combo pack. They arrive in town, uh, find that everyone has gone to quote unquote, the sermon. Uh, Don't worry, though, because Joshua sees in the rearview mirror that Nilbog is actually spelled goblin backwards and he takes (laughs) off on his skateboard to do a little fucking around and a little finding out. I also and there's another point
1: in this scene that I'm obsessed with. So first of all, I'm obsessed with the fact that they come out of this store and Joshua just like beelines it to this uh, rearview mirror to find out this information. But, like, there's no reason for him to go to this mirror that's just, like, away from his face. But at the, right before this, the father in this chair pulls out just, like, a children's book all about vegetables just to really drive home that everyone in Nilbog is a vegetarian. Don't you know that, boy? <laughs> Don't you know that, boy?
2: So, it... it, it the, yeah, Sorry, Cody. Just the... Okay, I know we've d- discussed it just a little bit, or, like, commented, but the the child, Joshua... Has the most irritating um, presence possible, and like right. I hate children, but this is the where it started. I think I this think so. is the, the movie where it began. And then when he, I I will have this ringing in my head forever. Where he's just like Neil Bong, it's Goblin backwards, like screaming, and that that mm-hmm. zoom in on the face, and it happens so much throughout the movie. But it has that's the thing that has traumatized me throughout the entire thing. So yeah,
1: because the truth of the matter is, if we have children, they could be Joshua. And I'm not
0: willing to roll those dice. Same. No, I'm not willing to roll those <laughs> I don't, dice. I don't Continue, want Kamen. No, she was a child. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so uh, at the family house, the the tree witch who we were introduced to um, inside of her, her abandoned church slash portal to hell, whatever it is, uh, she shows up to the family house with pudding. And then, then she talks about how delicious the came. daughter looks. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not pudding at all. It's it, no, If anything, I, it could be flan, but it's 100% not pudding. Um, and so she, she says to the mother, she's like, your daughter looks so... Just straight up just says, your daughter looks so delicious. And I feel really gross saying that out loud. Um, so then, so the next, the, the scene cuts, we get back to Joshua, and he shows up to this decrepit house where the sermon is being held. Now, I want to stop right here and say that... The um, the church in the film that the witch resides in was at an actual church that was abandoned recently and then burned to the ground. So if you do decide to go to wherever the fuck this is in Utah, church no longer exists. You can't go see it. Um, but why is the sermon taking place in this disgusting basement and not taking place in the actual church?
1: Because... The power of God can happen anywhere. Came in, right? The quote unquote, the power of God. Yeah. it's everywhere. It's Someone anywhere. was
0: one hundred percent murdered where this took place. Yeah, before that's the, or after. This is a murder house. I mean, I that's the beauty of the Christ's preacher, love.
2: The preacher's house. Who he also looks like Chris Christopherson in a way. So
0: I, just, <laughs> I, 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 mean, I actually, in my notes, I put it down. And he, the the preacher. So Joshua, He comes in, right, and he's. Um, the preacher's having this conniption fit over hot dogs and steaks. Mm-hmm. Well, but he looks like like this weird hybrid between Billy Ray Siler, B- Billy Ray Cyrus, and like boy, not boy George, George Michael. Like a, mm. this weird, like he's got earrings on and everything. He mm-hmm. also they like all these people, they do like a quick, like like a camera pan where you see everyone's got the same warts. So there's definitely this like untreated, which they do say there's no hospital earlier in the film. But these people definitely have some sort of either sexually transmitted disease or this like (laughs) grotesque skin infection that has just gone untreated and they've got fucking like ringworm or something. Um, So the congregation, shockingly enough, turns out to all be goblins. Um, Obviously, no one saw that coming. And they try to feed Joshua no bog ice cream, which is presumably Goblin come. And no yeah. one can convince me otherwise. it looks like it. It's not ice cream. It's just, like I mean, a, as someone who's never
1: seen Goblin come before, I feel like that's different. probably what it looks like. Right. And
2: they add it's a few really... little to, top to make it appetizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it but looks like they like not... throw in some like dried
0: cranberries in there. It looks like yeah. did you, ever guys, did you guys ever have like homemade ice cream, but like it doesn't yeah. solidify. So it's just like, mm. like icy milk water. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's the goblin come yeah. and that's what they're trying to feed him. So either way, the, the dad shows up, right? And he is just 100% not okay. For the first time in the movie, he is not okay with this. Yeah. So he gets Joshua. He's like, all right, dude, we're, we're getting the fuck out of here. On the way home back to the, the house, uh, they stumble across the RV and the dad comes hauling ass to do a little daddy talk. Mm. And I got to say a little yum yum to some daddy talk, because let's be honest, uh, the actor George Hardy is one fucking hunk of a dude in this movie. There's yeah, multiple times where here. he's got like he's got like his shirt unbuttoned. And then like collars popped up even, which makes no sense, but like his collars popped and his shirt's on button. And it's just like, he's just, a, just. Oh, did God, I, I would have let him rail the shit out of me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> did I
2: just have a stroke or did you just say, I got to say yum, yum to some
1: daddy talk. Is that a phrase you just uttered out of your mouth came in? Yeah, I think I
0: did. Shocking. <laughs> Look, I know you're the host of this show. we get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so uh headband, headband, bro uh they they have some daddy talk right headband bro he shows he, if we cut back he shows up to the church where he finds arnold uh once again arnold is a tree uh homeboy is all sorts of fucked up and due to either poor acting or poor dialogue or a mixture of both he doesn't seem shocked at all that arnold is now a christmas tree yeah um
2: a bark from the guy's mouth and he's like hey we got to get out of here
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, no fucking emotion. No, no one shows any emotion. This but green news like, comes out of his mouth, and he's like, hey, man, we gotta get out of here. I <laughs> assume, I assume that the green shit that they drink is basically, like, a amplified Prozac that just, like, sucks mm. all the emotion out of everybody. It's like, you feel yeah. nothing. It's just, you guys are just being... All sorts of messed up. So, Headband Bro sucks horribly at saving his friend. And the tree witch, obviously, she shows up. And at this point, Headband Bro just kind of falls over on a bed and it's kind of done for. But she whips out, out of nowhere, a chainsaw. Okay. She doesn't, like, crank it or anything. She just has a revving chainsaw hidden behind her back. Ready and it's like, <laughs> all right. We're chopping you down. And don't you know this boy? Yonk chops him down at the knees. And uh, it's, it's one of the funniest moments because like, like we said, there, there there's no emotion at all in any of this. Like no one seems to to think twice about their scenario, the situation that they're in. And then then chainsaw witch, which I'm now gonna start calling her chainsaw For witch sure. because I think that sounds so much cooler than tree witch, just shows up, which okay. As a vegetarian, if you chainsaw a tree down, is that like treason against being mm. a vegetarian?
1: Treason. treason. Yeah. Treason. I'm
2: going to close it. The computer. No. All right, we're
1: that, that wraps up our show, folks. We <laughs>
2: Man, also, Oh God,
0: like, we're we're like halfway.
2: Which yeah, we got we got to speed up. When she's chopping into him. He at least lets out some giggles because apparently
0: it's it's fun for the plant man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely giggles. He like chuckles to himself. Like it tickles him in don't. his nether region. So yeah. with his uh, so then we come back with his family in tow, the father and his cohort. Because at this point, he's picked up Elliot and he's left the other friend behind because everything is totally fine. You should do that. Um, he rides back to the house. Uh, the whole town is at the house waiting for them. Apparently, country hospitality is an unexpected potluck dinner with banjos and uh, presumably some incest going on. Um, the dad <laughs> you is, is easily—you su- yeah. cannot piss on that hospitality. The dad is easily swayed by a southern charm and tells his kid to fuck off after he tells them everyone is a goblin. Joshua calls on Grandpa South in the mirror of his bedroom, but lo and behold, chainsaw tree witch pops out and attacks him too bad. Grandpa Seth is waiting with an ax <laughs> and chops her fucking hand off, which is, is pro- easily that scene where he chops the hand is, uh-huh. is probably the best special effects the, in the entire film.
2: Well, like it's actually let, like fairly well. Done. <laughs>
0: there's a, there's a popcorn scene coming up that I think, okay, that's, <laughs> that's continue. very fair. So he chops her hand off. He hands Joshua a Molotov cocktail. A Molotov cocktail.
1: A ghost. Ghost (laughs) Grandpa Seth gives his child a Molotov cocktail. And they don't address that
0: it's a Molotov cocktail. He just gives it to him. And you're not going to say about this, guys. Grandpa Seth? This dude fucks. This dude fucks. fucks. (laughs) So the pastor stops any of the shenanigans to say some shit about a sacred stone. He then yells at Grandpa Seth, and he tells Grandpa Seth to go back to hell where he belongs. Mm -hmm. Before he can cast, before he can do the cast, uh, he can cast Grandpa Seth out of the earthly realm. He somehow, Grandpa Seth somehow sets the pastor on fire. Uh, After the father puts out the pastor's flaming corpse, his body reverts back to troll, goblin goblin shape. Goblin shape. And the, the congregation chases the family back into the house in easily the least threatening way humanly or I guess goblinly possible. They don't do shit for the longest time. It turns full blown night and they're just yeah. outside. Uh-huh. In. It's it's so fucking funny. So we cut back to the witch. She's asking Stonehenge for for fuck for her old power back. Would you believe it? She's actually get this. You ready? An extremely attractive twenty-year-old lady. Aren't we all? And I'd say my mind is blown at this point. Um, but but at this point, death is probably the better option for me. Sure. Yeah. Back to the RV, the last bro, the one that was abandoned by Yummy Dad. Uh, um, <laughs> he's he's watching TV um, in some the the new and improved. Tree witch she shows up on the TV as like a commercial. Can't and she's watch video. She's mm-hmm. got a corn a corn cob, right? And let me tell you guys, shit kid's so horny. <laughs> like this Corny. is easily the horniest this movie gets. She's doing this sexy dance and she's like got this this corn on the cob and she's like kind of mouthing at it. And, and of course the kid, he's led penis first into his death. Mm. but but this is trash cinema so what do we expect there's a line that i'm obsessed with in this scene where she takes the corn cob and he
1: she puts it in his mouth and he responds i love popcorn but there has like that makes no sense because it's a corn cob they're about to
2: fuck but like where does popcorn come into this like i think it might be his way it's like his nervous joke he had to have uh, said it in a different way because I feel like the inflection was in a
0: weird place mm. and it made no sense. And she's like, let's heat things up. And then sure. that popcorn then, Yeah, the popcorn started, So, but here's my question, right? So popcorn at this point starts flying out everywhere. Everywhere. And I, I wrote this note down and I was like, I have to ask them on the show. Um, do you think they use butter for lube? So, okay, moving on. <laughs> no, it was the rotten milk they used. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was definitely the, the milk. Do you think oh. you can get like it like that? It would be frictionless with like chunks of curdled goblin milk. <laughs> also, how and do cool. you milk a goblin? Do they have like six nipples? It's just like squirk, squirk, squirt squirt. Or like, how does that? <laughs> how do you know exactly how to milk a goblin came <laughs> All right. So bring on the family decides because we have been chasing back in the house at this point. The family decides we're going to hold a seance to bring Grandpa Seth back to help them. Which is dope considering the fact that somehow in this house they have like 500 candles mm-hmm. and they put them on the table, but they're they just like on the table, just so melted everywhere. Like all of these candles are just melted. Like they, this is like the 15th time they've taken a take of this one scene, <laughs> and it's just like all these candles at this point have melted everywhere. Um, Graham shows up, but he only has 10 minutes to help them destroy the sacred stone, which once again may or may not be Stonehenge but I'm not going to question it. Joshua then collapses on the table and he turns into a goblin. This is followed by the rest of the town residents breaking into the home in their true goblin form. (sighs) Good news. Good news. And I know that you guys are the audience. Everyone is terrified right now about the, the fate of the family. But the good news, the best news of all is that sexy dad is also a Kung Fu specialist. And he breaks out some karate chops and some roundhouse kicks out of nowhere and just yeah. wrecks some shit. But here's the thing. Quick twist for you. Joke's on the audience. Joshua was actually transported to the church. They got me. Somehow. I really believe that Joshua turned into a <laughs> troll and
1: I've or a goblin. And I've seen this movie twice already. And I, I was like, oh, my God, he's a goblin now.
2: But yeah, I was being everything I ever saw. Yeah, this yeah. like we
0: just all go right. like so off rails at this point and so <laughs> inside of the church uh, grandpa seth gives joshua some fairy tale mumbo jumbo gives him this backpack and i was like you can only take out from inside this backpack an item when you absolutely need it and that's all he tells him as grandpa seth leaves when his time is up he imparts on joshua that only goodness can defeat the goblins He's then attacked by the tree witch and her goblin goons as he tries to finish the destruction of the stone. Come to find out, the only way to defeat the goblins is by eating a bologna sandwich. Oh, in front it's of not
1: them. a bologna sandwich; it's a double decker bologna sandwich. Candy. Oh, <laughs> fucking! Which, according I'm... I get, apparently a double decker is like
0: seven pieces of bologna because that thing is thick. That is not. That two was a, it. Was a thick sandwich <laughs> uh-huh. so he takes out this bologna sandwich that his grandpa has given him or something i don't fucking know um and then then it's at some point there's something the family shows up which we're still not sure how they they end up at the church or how to know to go to the church or anything related to what's happening in the film and then they all just hug the rock mm-hmm. the power and 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 then it's the it, power baloney yeah it, it works the the gob the goblins are destroyed and
1: then hard shift to them <laughs> just, just out of the town they're back home yeah like
2: vacation over <laughs>
1: the, i i'm i just i love that the way that the climax ends and then there's like it just it is such a hard shift like it gave me whiplash like whoa oh wait we're just no box gone it's like they're, they're home. Everything's good. We're fine. We're back home. I'm like, they just went through the most traumatic moment. Maybe they've ever, they're ever going to have in their life. And they're just back home. People died. People died. Like, right. Well, and they're just back home. Right.
0: So, Dead. so before we get to that, I, I have to address the popcorn kid. Mm. Right. There is a quick scene of him, like during all of this, mm-hmm. where it's just him. And it's like, just his face. Or, like, I guess just his mouth, honestly. And there's, he's covered in popcorn. And he just goes, like, enough of the popcorn. And that's it. We don't know, like, his, did you never hear from him again? Yeah. That was strange, too.
2: Like, he was just like, was that, I I don't know. I don't understand what happened. And
1: not only, not only is he completely, like, head to toe covered in popcorn, but his mouth is also full of popcorn. And when he speaks, there's popcorn just coming out of his mouth
2: and so i think he got turned that he somehow that yeah he turned into a, a plant
0: afterwards but we just mm.
1: never saw him. troll Did
0: three. The... <laughs> well, just wait so after an anticlimactic scene as we just discussed the family arrives back home everyone seems despondent and probably the most well acted scene in the whole film because they assumably, this was the last scene shot of the film and everyone was tired of this shit the dad announces that he has to to go to work. Swing by. I just got to swing by the office. Right I gotta, right? I just, like we just like a lot of people just died, but I we gotta we gotta I gotta go to work. The economy, the, right? Yeah, fuck, yeah capitalism yes. and shit. And so the, the sister and her boyfriend. The boyfriend's like, um, I think I need to go home for a little while. And the sister straight up just goes, I'll come with you. Like. They're fucking. He needs to run for the hills. He needs to get as far away from this woman and her family as possible. Well, good news is, is that he made the right decision. Well, all of them apparently worked, save the dad as well. So the mother is the only one to stay behind with Joshua. She tells him that she is going to go take a shower. So Joshua goes back to his room, thanks Grandpa in his mirror. But instead of Grandpa Seth responding and welcoming his praise, he hears Goblin Whispers. He walks down the stairs and a ball follows him. The same ball (laughs) that we saw in the first film. Callback. We see an ominous message written on the ball that says literally, Yummy. Mommy tastes so good. But the, the yummy has like 15 M's. So it's like yummy. It's
2: almost yummy that the message so is like, good.
0: like they had to use two different balls when they did the message. Cause the message was too long to actually fit mm-hmm. on one baseball. It's like they had to like cut and be like, okay, bring up the second baseball. This message is too long. We included 42 M's in the word mm-hmm. yummy. Yummy. <laughs> Someone <laughs> fucked up. Oh my God. And so he sees the baseball. He reads the message. He loses his shit, right? He runs back upstairs He finds the shower running and there is green goo everywhere. So he runs back downstairs, still losing his shit because, you know, obviously one would. Um, And he finds his mother on the kitchen floor being eaten alive by a horde of goblins who then in turn ask him. Do you want some Joshua? Roll fucking credits, guys. That's how the goddamn movie ends. On his irritating fucking face, mm-hmm. <laughs> irritating, terrified, overly freckled, oh. <laughs> Sh- shit-eating face. Yes,
1: yeah, unbelievable. What a Un- what an ending. look. You Real can't
0: about trauma.
1: Yeah, you can't deny they stuck
0: the landing. <laughs> they did. They they did. They, they stuck, stuck the something. Landing. Yeah. Well, um, we we've we've hit the credits, and I have to ask both of you now. Final thoughts, Patrick final thoughts. We've, we've survived troll Two. yep. What, what are your, your final impressions of the film? I, it doesn't
1: get much better than this. I think I, what I, what I would like to do, I'd like to, to put forth that we rank this movie, uh, like with a ranking one to five, one being like, it's a really good movie. Five being is the worst movie we've ever seen. And we, it, okay. it can be anywhere within that. It can be, whatever you want we're gonna do a full 100 point scale uh so Cayman, what what would you rank this movie
0: on that scale either a one or a five sure it's both it's simultaneously but it's literally look troll two is literally both a a one and a five it's so bad it's so good yeah I would it's entertaining act, that's what matters
1: sure I, for sure i would put this at like 4.25 okay
0: okay so because i,
1: I want to leave i want to leave room for the scale you know I, I want to use the whole scale here so i'm going to put this at a strong
2: 4.25 cody what, what what where would you rank the film a lot of things to consider um <laughs> but i it, it's a thing where it's like it's it's very entertaining you can't yeah deny it because you don't know what the hell is going to happen next in any way shape or form at all so you keep watching and i think it has hit a legendary status clearly and i i would have to give it probably like a a four and a half yeah uh, because i can always i can always have more but i think what it succeeds so much in being authentically itself and it it does it very well, and I I it's hard to forget it once you've seen it. And I know people who actually grew up with this and were terrified of it.
0: Oh, really? Um, I mean, I'm
2: terrified of it as yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't want to eat plants afterwards,
0: but I'm I still eaten. don't eat plants, but that's just because <laughs> of a fat piece of shit.
2: Understandable. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it's uh I think it's iconic and it's just it's it's a beautiful film about trauma and overcoming yep. and um what it does to your mind as a child sure. <laughs> so does, the fact uh, that you
0: actually so, were able to come up with something that of worth note
2: to bring it's from all a dream. it's all a dream it's him dealing with the trauma of his dead his dead
0: uh grandpa said. you know I feel like that that's a great segue into and I'm gonna steal this uh from the final bit of our trivia um but Claudio Fagrasso Intended a sequel to film titled Troll 2 Part 2. progresso <laughs> F- wanted to shoot a promo while filming Troll 2. Joshua, the scene would be Joshua would run into a McDonald's, purchase a cheeseburger, scream, and then flee. That's I'd run. watch it. That's a, that's a he said. They
2: it. had McDonald's oh. on board with this? Or? <laughs> oh. oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, he probably had Burger King on board, that's for sure
1: ronald mcdonald <laughs> yeah. was an executive producer of the film or was going to be an executive producer. Of the
0: <laughs> or film. is or is in japan they call him donald mcdonald um yeah i'm loving it guys <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: um that brings us to the final segment of this episode where we're gonna go over a little trivia uh, patrick <laughs> why don't you why don't you lead us home sure with some trivia about troll too so a couple other trivia points that we didn't talk about during the
1: film director Claudio Fragasso and his wife Rossella Drudi who only spoke Italian wrote the screenplay in very poor English and on set the actors suggested that they ad lib ad-lib, their lines to make the dialogue sound better but Fragasso forbid it, forbid it and all of the lines had to be read, read exactly as written which is why so many of the lines just don't come across as sounding like English because they were written by someone whose first language was certainly not English um, which I just—I'll never get over that—that that the <laughs> they just—he forbid any lines being changed because he was so attached to his own creative vision for this film. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fall 2007, during a special screening in New York, the cast member said that during production, they had serious doubts about how the movie would work. The entire crew only spoke Italian, except for the costume designer, who translated the director's direction to the actors. So not only was this film written by someone who couldn't speak English, but he didn't even get to direct the movie because it had to be translated by the costume designer. So like there, it will always like intent will be changed and like meaning will be changed sometimes. So who's to say what, what, how different this movie could have been if Claudio actually got to speak his native tongue to the actors. Um, another piece of trivia co-writer Rosella, um, direct and so the director's wife got the idea to write the movie after several several of her friends became vegetarians at the same time. I have to refute this and I cannot believe that this is a true piece of trivia about this film that the whole idea of the movie is because her friends are
0: vegetarians. You know as much shit as I gave the character of Joshua throughout the film he's still less annoying than an actual vegetarian. <laughs> Hey, we might have some vegetarians in the audience. Came in. you know what? I'll go ahead and say it. Eat some meatloaf. Well, it's delicious. <laughs> well, we just lost or Burger it. King. I don't give a shit what you <laughs> eat. Just don't tell me about how you're vegetarian well, and you lost burger King, ten pounds. Burger King has the Beyond Burger, the Beyond Whopper. That is true. I actually so. remember when the, they launched their veggie burger. We were back in high school at the time, and and it was ass um last piece of trivia the director
1: apparently to this day is still very angry about the film's poor reception he even crashed a cast reunion q a once and after he was escorted out of the room he heckled the cast from the hallway calling them liars and dogs as they answered fans questions so this man he has so much hate still in his heart about this film but
0: well as i as i pointed out earlier he's literally directed nothing that anyone has ever heard of besides troll 2 this is like his it's like his masterpiece. This is his baby, what he's yep. given to the world. He's given them troll too. He's some jack fuck all with the rest of his directorial time. So I would be just as pissed if people were shitting on the movie that I made with my own blood, sweat, and green tears, yeah, I think, presumably. I
2: think any true artist has a bit of delusion there where yeah. they have to defend their, their piece as much as possible, especially if it's given them so much fame and a way that maybe is not the most respectable thing, but sure. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He apparently took it, took it fairly hard. (laughs) Well guys, um, that is the end of our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed the show, like I said before, please rate review, share the hell out of it with your friends, loved ones, and your worst of enemies. Honestly, word of mouth is key and we aren't beggars here. Even your friend Keith, (laughs) we are choosers. Even your friend Keith can listen just don't tell us that you told him about us because we don't really like your friend Keith. Wow. If you're interested in... You're going after Keith.
1: You're going after vegetarians. You know what? Hashtag fuck
0: Keith. (laughs) If you're you're interested in video games, check out our main podcast. That's going to be the Spotlight Games podcast on all of your favorite streaming services. We also have a YouTube channel, so don't be a heathen and watch us banter about video games there as well. Uh, But before we go, Cody, I do want to ask, is there anything that you would like to plug for the audience that you're currently working on or anything that you think people should be enjoying with their time as well? Um, well, I have a a sort of podcast show on YouTube that I do
2: every now and again called, Oh God, What Are You Watching?, where me and a, a friend both pick a movie and we watch both of them and kind of discuss them. It's a way nice. to get different people to watch different things and um, just uh, – there's a few episodes out there. I have a more like more coming out soon. Um, it's really fun. I just like exploring cinema all over the place, even like really shitty stuff with y'all. It's really fun. So, and I'd love to have y'all on at some point too. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Um, well, thank you. In the, in the, <laughs> in the meantime, you can follow me at kid Kamen, Patrick at Patrick Schwag or our main podcast at spot games pod on Twitter and spotlight games podcast on Instagram. If you want to be part of the show, whether it be a guest host or have a movie recommendation, you can reach us at save trash Cinema at gmail.com or SaveTrashCinema on all socials. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in for our show. One last thing. Remember, fight big bog- box office, save trash cinema. Thanks, guys.
2: Yeah. I'm